meditations of your word bring light and give understanding to the simple. We take your word. We hide it down in our hearts. Hallelujah. That we will not sin against you. We thank you, Lord, as you ignite us, excite us. Praise God. And we thank you above all that you invite us to taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that... Yes, Lord. This is the man that trusted in him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you because we know that the angels of the Lord is in camp about those that fear him. My God, we love you. I hear your words said many of the fiction of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us out of all of them. We thank you for being faithful. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is the Lord good some of the time? All the time. And all of the time. God is good. God is good. Amen. Thank God for you and your press, those that you that have come. And yesterday was just a pressing day for me. The whole weekend. Uh, it, was just, it was just pressing. I know God wants me to have balance in my life. And I'm going to have to have balance in my life. Amen. But I tell you this. I sent out a text not too long ago. It says that the, um, the tubes that use the most do not rust out. All right. <laughs> now think about what I'm saying. If a tool is being used, it doesn't rust out. But if you got one that's just laying around, the rain fall on it, and it just dry out, and then the rain fall on it, it's going to rust. But when you use a tool, that's any carpenter, it does not rust quickly. So I'm saying to the master carpenter, use me, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I find myself when I become overwhelmed or I find myself becoming excruciating and, and pain and exhaustion, I know then I have to ask myself, am I doing what God wants me or is part of what I'm doing? It's what I want to do. Because if you doing what God wants you to do, he's going to enable you. Yes, he will. He will enable you. Yes, he will. He'll give you a supernatural touch. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Amen. I want to show you something in the way of the Lord. We're going to get back because we've been talking about friends. And showing you how your words and how effective your words are. So I'm going to take you to a few passages of scripture. I want to take you to one in Proverbs chapter 18. First of all. So you can see the basic of what we're talking about. Proverbs chapter 18. Going to the book of Proverbs, you got to remember it was written by Solomon. Solomon was one of the sons of David. Now we also, in our study in the last few weeks, we have been studying about another son of David. And we're going to see more about him when we get back to 2 Samuel chapter 13. In fact, we were talking about two sons, Ammon and Absalom. But we're going to get back. Amen? Amen? But this is another son of David. Hallelujah. His name is Solomon. The name Solomon itself means peace. It's come from the Hebrew word shalom. Have you ever heard that word? Amen. Shalom. Shalom means what? Peace. And Solomon's name is a root of shalom. Solomon. Shalom. And so during his reign, there was peace in Jerusalem. He was one of the kings that didn't have to fight or go off to war. Because that was peace. God gave him peace during his tenure. And uh, we want to see what he said in this 18th chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs made up of two words. Proverb, verb, word. P-R-O. Uh, mean words. Words that are spoken. Short words. Short sayings. 
Uh, the scripture tells us, and I'll show you this in a minute, what the Lord said about Solomon and the wisdom that he had given Solomon. He asked for wisdom. God asked him what he wanted. He asked for wisdom. And I'll tell you this in, in tonight's lesson. If you ask for wisdom, you can get anything else. All right. If you get wisdom. Amen. To get wisdom, you mean you want the mind of God. Amen. God don't want you coming asking him for no house. Don't you know God know you need a house? Yes. Amen. Don't you know he said the birds, the birds in the air, he has taught the birds, praise God, how to make a nest. You don't need to go to God telling him, praise God, about you need clothes. Don't you know he said, don't you see the hills, how they're clothed with, with beautiful flowers? God knows what you need. And the thing that you need is the wisdom of God. Amen. So if you get the wisdom of God, even if you lose what you got, come on now. Wisdom can help you get it back again. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Wisdom, you have to ask for it. Yes. Amen. If you ask for wisdom, glory to God, the Bible said he will give it to you. That's the book of James, chapter 1. The Lord give you. If you, if you lack wisdom, ask God for it. Amen. And you lack wisdom. All right. If you don't, you lack wisdom. If you marry, you need some wisdom. If you got some children, you need some wisdom. If you are not married, you need some wisdom. If you don't have any children, you need some wisdom. If you got a job, you need some wisdom. My goodness, because I'm going to tell you, that's something that'll come on you, and you'll need wisdom of God, whether to open your mouth or keep quiet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This little tongue I have you throwing fists. And then it's going right on back in there. Don't say nothing else. Let the fists out. See, but the tongue started all of it. The Bible says it's the smallest member in your mouth. The smallest members in your mouth and boast. Amen. Amen. So go with me. I know I'm telling you what's right. Go with me to the 18th chapter of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. And that's what I just want to tell you that Solomon is the one that wrote it. So while you're going to the 18th chapter proverb, and I want to show you something, what the word said about Solomon. And, and uh, we will get to that in a minute. If you got it, say amen. amen. I want to start with you because something is very important here that he's saying. And sometimes we just spot read. We go in. We'll pull out one scripture. We'll read that. And the word of God is good because there are or scripture that you can pull out of context. If you pull, pull it out of context, you won't really get what it means in context. You know, we, we, we do a lot of that. And God word when they were sharing it, and we could see in the Old Testament, they read passages. And, 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 and it, it behooves me when we say, okay, and I do it too, we'll say go to 1 Corinthians. Uh, we may say chapter 5 and verse uh, 19 or verse 17 now and we'll go there but did you not know that whole chapter is a letter yes it is yes it's a letter mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he wrote two letters to the Corinthians yes, he wrote two letters praise God when it comes to who else can tell me? <clears throat> when it came to Paul I mean Timothy. Paul wrote two letters to Timothy. First and second what? He wrote letters. But we go in, we pull out our favorite little passage. But those are letters. If somebody sent you a letter, you just, well, I won't read anything else. I'm just going to go, I'll just go, uh, okay, I love you and I'll see you next week. And all that other good stuff on that letter. It's to be written and read in its entirety. But we pull out our favorite passage. And you lose the context of what he was saying. Amen. 
When he would tell them to rejoice, you got to see what they went through to let them know. You rejoice because God has been with you. God is the one that said rejoice. But we'll go in. And, and what we do a lot of time, and, and I'm just as guilty, we say, well, this is my favorite passage. And so for you to say that, that means that you're isolating yourself from the rest of that passage. And you're just sticking to my favorite passage. Hallelujah. But all this is a whole counsel of God. This is his word. And we need to see what it says in its entirety. Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that's what? Written of me. The book. Not a chapter. God's word came over 1,500 years with 40 different authors over three different continents. Hallelujah. And there are no books that are not important. In the word of God. The word Bible itself means collection. It's a collection of books. And it's very important that we know what it said. Because this book, when you see it, it comes together. Even the prophecies. And I know some of us, and, 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 and I'm just as good. When I go in and I, and I read, I said, my God. We may overlook what Nahum said. We don't see how Nahum connect with Obadiah. We fail to see how Obadiah connects with Jeremiah. Do you not know Daniel quoted from Jeremiah? He read what Jeremiah said. And that's why he was looking for the deportation of the children of Judah. Because he had read what Jeremiah said. It gave him some idea when Nebuchadnezzar was going to come down and, and take the Jews and, and, and put them in exile. But they had also read God's word. To be in exile means God's word was coming to pass. He had spoke judgment upon his own people. Let me show you something about God. Spoke judgment, told them that he was going to have nature. They were going to rise up and, and they were going to go in and they were going to chastise God's people. And God turns around and chastised them for chastising his people. <laughs> now he's God. Because they, sometimes when, when people are given the authority, and let's take somebody who has a job. You may have a job, you have a supervisor, and your supervisor has a job description. And so in that job description, they are told that, you know, you can write grievances and you can this and that and other. Don't you know that sometimes they bring their prejudices in? And so they will overdo it. Even though it's been given the authority. And you have to watch yourself because as parents, God has given us authority over our children. But you can overdo it. Right. You can overkill. Yes. Sometimes the punishment, praise God, is worse than the crime. Amen. Because you take it out when you feel it angry. Right. When your indignation, when they, they do something against you. Mm -hmm. I'm helping somebody. Yes, you so we forget that children are heritage of the Lord. Amen. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Psalms 127. And I think a lot of time, praise God, when it comes to us being in the in the word of God, we have skipped over so much. And that's why when I try to teach, and I'm not the only one, so just, just hear me. When I try to teach, I want you to see the context and how what you're reading now relates to something else that you may not have read. Amen. And if you read it, it'll give you a greater understanding. Amen. Now, let me, let, me, let me just say this, and this is by way of teaching. How many of you uh, 
understand what taking the Lord's Supper is all about. That's just for an example. What do it mean? It means remembering of his death, burial, resurrection. All right. What you say? Somebody said in remembrance. To celebrate his second coming, brother. Uh, um, the um, fruit of the vine represented the blood that was shed, and the uh, bread represented his body. That was broken. Yeah. That's good. What else? Your hand was up. Taking a part of his body. Take a part of his body. But taking up his body. Sister Joanne. Right, that's someone else is saying that they they are uh, talking about the body and the blood, and that's right. And all of those are, are good points. But if somebody who came and asked you, Why do you do this? would you be able to tell them? Mm-hmm. But you see, you're saying in remembrance of it, but then they may be asking, Well, well. His death is buried, and all those are good little words that go along with it. That's all well and good. Amen. <laughs> but if I go in and you tell me his death, and I say, well, when did he die? Then they ask you, why did he die? So you understand what I'm saying. If someone were to come in and you may tell them what you know, well, it has to do with his death. It has to do with his burial. Well, when did he die? How come he died? Who killed him? You see, you can do all. You can take a lot of stuff and not know all of that. But to know that, it helps bring what you're doing to a place of remembrance. Because you're taking saying you remember. Why did he die? Then it becomes. This is. It becomes very personal, but it also becomes serious. It becomes serious. You'll know that you don't wait till the day that you take communion to apologize to me. Oh, you hear what I'm saying here? You don't just wait. Well, okay, we'll take communion. Anybody you know that you had a problem with, find them and tell them you're sorry. If you know the importance of the of the, the Lord's table, you'll do it before then. Because you can get there and they'll say, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Then you don't have time to rectify. They don't want to hear. <clears throat> Repentance, amen, is to be done not to the degree it gets cold. Because you mess around, do something to somebody, and you don't repent. And it, it get cold, and you'll find yourself saying, I don't owe them, or you'll find yourself being ashamed, and it's too late, and all this. You do it then. You do it then. Because it will affect your joy. It will affect your testimony. It'll affect your testimony. And, and, and you can't just run from this person from this house from this church to that church and leave it undone somewhere else we are a body yes, and Christ is the head that's right. Yes. That's right. not only a body he sees us not only a body with a head but a building with one foundation and a bride with one groom bridegroom that's how the church is, 
It's seen. But that's not all. But those are the three primary ways that God has identified his church as one bridegroom with one what? One, one bride. And that means he likened the church to a marriage. So marriage is sacred. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to help you so you can see how important things are that we do in line and in turn with God's word. Marriage is, you don't go into it lightly. Because when you stand at the altar, you make a vow, you're lying. If you don't stay there. Because that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. And don't make me pull out my little black book. Because <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying. When you stand before God and before everybody else and everyone who sit there, you agree to what you just heard. Because the question is asked, is it anybody here that me and you knows for any reason why these two should not what? Nobody open their mouth. Unless it's somebody that's been somebody been shown. <laughs> and they may holler, stop! Stop the wedding! <laughs> and they made a song about it. I remember when I was growing up, they made a song about it. Stop the wedding. But it's because not they had asked God for it, but because they felt like they was being guilted. So it's serious business when you talk about Anything when it comes to this book, we need to know. That's why I pressed my way. When the Lord saved me, I said, Lord, if you give me the understanding, I said, and I heard the word of God, and I read it. He opened up my understanding. I said, my God. I said, Lord, if you trust me with your word, I'll share it with up. I didn't make a promise and, and renege on it. I've been excited about the word of God since the day he saved me. I have not lost my joy. My husband said to me, he was said early, I said, yes, did I ever tell you that you was a wonderful woman, you was a wise wife? Did I ever tell you that? And this is what I said to him. I said, uh, <laughs> you may have, I said, but I'd never get tired of hearing you. <laughs> 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 Wisdom. Yes. Wisdom. Thank and you might have said it. But I don't ever get tired of hearing it. Say it again. Right. That's all I was saying. Because there was a time that you didn't say it. Right. But I know this. Hallelujah. If you live this thing, yes. my God will bring you through. Yes. But he said, listen, weeping may endure for, and we take that, we just use that. But listen, weeping may endure for a night. Yes. But how long is the night? Come on now. How long does the night last? How long do I have to cry? How long before I see in the morning? Hallelujah. How long will it be before I get my joy? You see, that's what we do. We, don't, we, 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 we say things and, and we, we embrace cliches. And I hear people say this all the time. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How you doing? I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. Pour something out. A few weeks later, pray the Lord high. <laughs> I'm telling you, too, it's time to put away fake phoniness in the body of Christ. It's time to be real. That's why I asked you, did you understand about taking the Lord's up? That's real. Yes, it is. 
Israel, you ought to know what you're doing when you take and you eat of his body. When you drink of, praise God, the blood. Because if we believe that, then we'll start talking differently. He sent his blood to cleanse us. We'll understand when Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his strike, what? We're here. Not just healing your body, your emotion. Hallelujah. Complete healing. But it comes from your mouth. Proverb 18. Just 18. I want to show you something. We'll come on down, but let me just get there. This is what he said. The preparations of the heart is in man, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. That's verse 1. Listen at that. Proverb. Oh, I said 16. You said 18. 18. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I said 18. Well, I just want to show you this in 16. Then I'll go to 18. I just want to show you this in 16. Because I'm talking about your heart and your tongue. But even if I'm in 16, see how we're still in the same, in the same book? Amen. And didn't get lost? Right. Proverbs 16.1. It said, the preparations of a heart in man. And the answer of a tongue is from whom? The Lord. Look at that. Look at that. The answer is from whom? The Lord. I, I, I don't know exactly where it is right now, but you know what the Bible said? When you give the right answer, it was possible, you ought to be able to kiss your own lips. Yes. <laughs> when you give the right answer. Right. <laughs> God, so off the time. Give, and, and, and you can't... You can't, I'm just saying, but if it was possible, if you get a right answer, you ought to want to kiss your mouth. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You have to study to be quiet. Do I speak now? Do I speak later? Yes. Even how do I speak? Yes. The Bible teaches us that a soft answer turn away strife and wrath. Because you can open your mouth and then it, where, you, where it comes out. I was talking to somebody the other day and as I was talking to them, I said, you know what? I think I need to call you back later because I'm detecting the frustration in you. Even when they answer the phone. I can see the anxiety. So I said, I'll talk to you later when you've come to terms. Because I can hear it. So later on, it's, you know, you was exactly right. I was being very agitated by something. I said, and I heard it. That's why you need discernment. Because I, I could have heard it, kept on talking, and would have and would have gotten my feeling hurt. But I, I picked up quick. I picked up quick. I said, you know, you're, you're upset. And that's what happened when Martha. And <laughs> Martha was in there banging pots and pans. And, Jesus didn't tell her to fix him no lamb chop. And she was in there wrapping the pots and pan. And Mary was sitting down at his feet just eating up every word. She was angry. She came by and she said, Master. You know, you don't think she just said, Master. Oh, she was angry. And she came out, Master. You know, you, you my sister, that's me too. Sir, by myself, you know, don't you care, you know. Now listen. Hallelujah. 
you can take on things that God did not assign you to do. And you, you'll find yourself becoming frustrated. Yes. Why I don't have somebody here to help me? Where is everybody? I know, Terry. I, I help them. Where are they now? I can't find nobody. I need somebody. Mary sitting down there eating at Jesus, eating from his mouth. And let me show you what Jesus said to her. Let me show you. You know what? God is good. He will get in your business. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Old proverb. And flip over to the 10th chapter of Luke. Luke. Remember, it's here, little, there, little. Line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept. Isn't that good? So we're still in the book, aren't we? Amen. Go to Luke chapter 10. Let me just show you what her real problem was. <laughs> oh, God. Amen. What her real issue was in today's vernacular. Luke chapter 10. If you got to say amen. amen. Look at verse 38. You know, there's nothing like a good word from the Lord. Amen. A rhema word. <laughs> Verse 38 said, Now it came to pass as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and did what? Her, that's what Martha should have been. When we get through showing you what she did, you'll know you should be at Jesus' feet with the kind of attitude you got. Let's go back. And then around verse 40. But Martha was cumbered about much sir. Look at this. And came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? You see this? Now, now, now stop for a minute and think about this. It's just another and I might have said this to you before, but, but watch this. How you can bypass your sister and talk about her to the Lord. <clears throat> Mary was right there. Why you didn't just say something to Mary? But you bypass Mary and you go to Jesus. Well, let's see if you're going to like what he got to say about it. <laughs> And so this said, this is what she said. Bid her therefore that she help me. Now she's going to tell Jesus what to do. <laughs> so if you just come in, I, mean, I am in the book of Luke chapter 10. <laughs> now she's going to tell him what to do. Bid her that she help me. Now let's see what he said. And by the way, <coughs> he's called the Prince of Peace. So he said what he had to say with peace. Martha, Martha, call her name twice. The only one whose name is called twice. I can show you there, there are a bunch of men. But Martha's the only one. This is what he said. Martha, Martha, thou art careful, the word careful means anxious, and trouble about one thing. He picked up, he already knew. It, 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 it's many things. It's not deserving, because that's only one thing. That's right. It's not married. It's only one person. He said, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're anxious about many things. Let's just stop and take a praise break. Help me, Lord. To get a hold of my emotions. 
instead of speaking prematurely. Let me deal with what the real problem is. Because one day I got to give an account of my emotions. And you can take it out on children, take it out on your wife, take it out on your sister, your brothers. What you're anxious about. What's troubling you. But you take it out on somebody else. Say, Lord, help me. Take it out on the baby. Take it out on the cat. Take it out on the dog. Kick the door. Break your own dishes. Punch holes through your own wall. Anger rests in the bosom of a what? Fool. You break a hole in your wall, you got to fix it. Go out there and get mad, punch the tire, you got to fix it. Break the dish, you got to replace them. Get a hold of your emotions. Now, Lord, talk to somebody. Get a hold of your emotions. Husband, get a hold of your emotions. Wife, sister, brother. Get a hold of your emotions. Let's go back. Look what he said. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and trouble about many things. But one thing. Now, you trouble about many, but it's one thing that's needful. Watch this. And you're not doing it. <laughs> One thing that's needful, and Mary has chosen that what? Good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You can ask whatever you want, I'm not going to take it away from her. Because guess what? She has chose the best dish. Oh, taste and see. That's what she's doing. <laughs> Eating the words coming out of his mouth. Yes. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm going to make you eat your words? Yes. When she's eating his words. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's what we need. Amen. The word of the Lord. Amen. Because death and life are way. So he's going to go back to where we're going. And he has life in his mouth. And she was receiving life from the life giver. Yes, Lord. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. My God. Is this happening to anybody? Get a hold of your emotions. Because one day you got to give an account of your emotion. He's already told you what to do with whatever the problem is. Cast some of them. All your what? Care is the base word of careful. Care is the base word of careful. Cast all your cares. Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I make a conscious decision to trust you. I can't see it, but I'm going to trust you through the process. Hallelujah. Go back to the book. Let me show you what he said. Said she has chosen. In other words, she made a choice. And you could be sitting down here too. <laughs> she made the best choice. Yes. And I'm not going to do what? Take it away. Shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Thank Fear me, Lord. <clears throat> Fear me, Lord. With your wisdom. Yes, yes. With your word. Yes. With your way. Yes. With your knowledge. Yes. Hallelujah. Fear me, Lord. 
If you want me to do it, it ain't nothing wrong with get short, give him a sign. Fear me, Lord. That's all you're doing. He can see that. You can't be a if, if you know you need something from the Lord, let him know. I need you, Lord. I'm putting up my antennas. Thank you for showing me what I need. Then show me how to get it. Amen. It's in Jesus. Yes, Lord. That we live and move. Thank you, Lord. Because there come a time when food is not is the last thing you want. Grief, pain, hurt, take your appetite. And Jesus has said to his disciples, listen, they want to know if the woman from Samaria came. And here she is and she want this living water. She wants, she tired of coming to this well. So give me this water. So I don't have to come back here. So you want this water? Go get your husband. So I don't have one. <laughs> he said, you have told the truth. Because there are folks who are with men that they call their husband. But he's not. God will get in your business. <laughs> who is this? This is my husband. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's my husband. That's what this is. But if you want what Jesus has, you got to come clean. You got to do it. Because this is living water. This is living water. And he says to her, I said, go get him. She said, I don't have one. And when you get into people bidding, they want to change the subject. So she says, hey, I perceive that you are a prophet. So to change the subject, try to flatter you. I, I listen, that's, that's a territory I don't want you to tread upon. So maybe if I tell you, praise God, that I believe that you're a prophet, you're going about your business. Because you're getting too close to mine. <laughs> I'm bringing home, making it alive. And we'll do that. God is good. Stay with me. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs. <laughs> 18. 18. You go to 18. There was one I want to show you though in 16. I did give you 16 1. I already gave you that one in there. Let me show you another one. And you can mark this one 16 7. Look at this. Look at this one. You got it? 16 7. When a man ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. This this take an inventory. Are my ways pleasing the Lord? Because if they are, even my enemies, he'll make at peace. And then he said, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. That means big money and all that. A man hard devised his way, but the Lord direct his what? Lord, I thank you right now. Go on down. Let me show you something what he said in verse 13. Righteous lips are the delight of the kings, and they love him that speaketh right. Again, it's setting the stage to let you know how important your speech is righteous in this righteous lip of the light of the king. You can say the king or is the light of my my boss, my supervisor. 
righteously and they love him that speak it right. Do you know there are people who knows whether you're telling the truth or not? And they'll trust what you have to say. And they'll come and they say, well, what happened on this line? And everybody be giving their story and they say, well, I'm going to ask Joe. Because, you know, even though they may not recognize you as a spiritual believer, they know it's something different about you. Well, I'm going to just ask Joe in their own mind because he, he's, pretty, he's a pretty upright guy. He a pretty stand-up guy. So they watching you. Yes, they are. <laughs> so they'll come to you to help resolve the thing. Well, I'll, I'll go. It should be all the time. Early, what you think? That's that we are picking my brain without saying, you know, I know that you're doing what's right. I just want to know what you think. And so they asked for my advice. And I said, well, you know, let's have you thought about this. Thing. You know, that's an excellent idea. Next thing I know, it's, it's pasted somewhere. <laughs> I remember one year we were told to do lesson plans and write out, uh, they called them mission statement objectives. At the beginning of the year, what we're going to do with our classes at the beginning of the year. I sat down and we had to turn them into the principal. And I sat down and I said, Lord, touch my mind. Because I'm already doing it. Now give me the words to put it. How, how do I put this? How, how do I word this? And I would always say, Lord, I want you to get your glory out. I, I want them to see you in my life without me just running my mouth. You know, I want them to see you because I didn't go on my job. Praise the Lord, everybody. I, you know, I went on my job and I would go in and they'll be fighting at the, at the copy machine. And I'll come in and I would say, well, what's wrong? And they'll say, well, the machine not working. And I said, well, let me see what I can do with it. And I'll go there, I'll lay my hand on the machine. In, in my spirit, I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Fix this machine, Lord. Then I'll throw this in for the benefit of those that don't believe. <laughs> so I would say something like that. When I take my hand off, it should work. Lord, they didn't even know. I take my hand off. Lord is my wit. But one, one teacher said, don't put your paper in there. Don't put your paper in there. It's messing up our paper. She said, just use some old paper. I said, no, let me try my paper. Jeez. Now, remember, it's a long line before I get in there. Come on then. <laughs> and then stand around because the machine isn't working. Mm -hmm. I go there and I said, let me, let, me, let me do this. Put my hand on the machine. Mm -hmm. They don't want me to use my paper uh, because it'll mess my paper up. Mm -hmm. But I said, well, let me just try my paper. So I take my paper and put my paper in the machine. Now, look what God is doing. Now, <laughs> now, if I had come in there, praise God, come on. I would have to stay in line because I got about uh, six or seven people ahead of me. All right. But the machine didn't work. Mm -hmm. so, go there. I go there by faith and lay my head on the machine. Jesus. And God worked the machine. Lord. Didn't have to cut line and have another fight going on. And I'm just saying, well, let me see what I can do. And, and God has, listen, hallelujah right now. He made me the head and not the tail because I was able to buy faith. Do you hear what I'm saying? He did it in front of everybody. He promised to make you the head and not the tail. Good God of mine. And they said, well, don't you, I'm going to use my paper. And I used my paper and I got all of my stuff run off, praise God, <laughs> ahead of the other five or six that was waiting to get in line. Made me the head Thank you, Jesus. and not the tail. Because I came in the tail of the line. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm saying to you? You start walking this thing, you know how God wants to bless you. Hallelujah. You know how He want to do it. Faith. 
Come on up here and try. And then they ask me, well, what did you do? Right. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Pray. They couldn't believe it. I used to sell more popcorn than anybody in my building. I would always wait around Easter time. So after Easter, we had popcorn sales every uh, Friday. So after Easter, I would go out because I asked the Lord, Lord, help me. Show me what to do. Because I want them to see you. My way of witnessing. I'm telling you the truth. And uh, I would go to uh, it would, they, these these uh, drug stores like CVS. Because after Easter's over, you know, they have the big basket and everything for half off, sometimes, you know, one third off. Right? You know, the big bunnies. Oh, I bring a great big basket. I already went half off. Have my little student walk around to every room. It says, uh, everyone that buys at least four bags of popcorn, popcorn went but a nickel a bag, will have an opportunity to take home this bunny. Oh, would they be right? Listen, the latest <laughs> pop popcorn, when it came my time, they, they knew they were to stay there to at least three o'clock that evening. When normally they would stop around 11, around lunchtime. But they knew if David's day was to sell popcorn, because teacher got, you know, a, a little percentage of all the popcorn that was sold. They would be getting something like $10. Listen, this is the truth. When I would, when I had to do the popcorn day, my little, it's not about a nickel a bag, $75. Praise God. <laughs> they couldn't stand it any longer. One day at staff meeting, because they were always announcing in staff meeting uh, what the percentage was that we were going to be getting and, and who's the teacher. Well, <coughs> well, Earlene would be getting $75 from the PTO. <laughs> so one day, Jane McClendon, bless her heart, she couldn't stand it long. <laughs> she meets me after, after the staff meeting outside the library. Earlene, I said, yeah, how do you do it? I said, do what, Jay? Trying to pull on. She, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I knew what she was talking about, but let me tell you something. Give you, I, I studied the life of Christ. When Christ would ask a question about someone that came to him, he could answer it right away. Yes, he could. If they wanted healing, he could heal them right away. But listen, he was developing their faith. How bad do you want it? So he would ask them a question. If you really want it, then you will get the answer and you'll pursue it. Mm -hmm. So I said, and remember now he's omniscient so he knows everything. Yes. But guess what? If you're a child of God, you don't know everything, don't get me wrong, but he will give you discernment yes. and you'll be able to understand something. Yes. Amen. That's part of making you the head. Yes. So I would say, what are you talking about? <laughs> How you sell all that popcorn? And I told him, I asked the Lord to show me how. Now that twain her yes. curiosity. It let me know whether you want to know more about it or whether you just don't believe it. But my point wasn't to get you to believe it because the evidence was there. He had said the five dollars. As the ladies that popped the popcorn. Hallelujah. So I knew after a while they caught on to that so I tried something else different. The next time what I would do, the next time I, I would buy the little Jolly Ranchers and I'd put one of them in each bag and tell the children, every bag of popcorn that you purchase, you're going to have a little treat in it. Got them going again. <laughs> <laughs>
Jesus worked this thing out. Yes. And let me tell you something else that you gotta be. We gotta stop here. I know you're like, well, we gotta stop here. Glory to God. My God, don't you enjoy the word of the Lord coming from the woman of God? Let me tell you something. Do you see how when she's teaching the word, how she's laughing and 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 smiling and, and she's just enjoying what she's doing? I don't heard preachers and teachers before to get up there and, and and I'm like, I don't even know if this man even doing the word himself. Lord have mercy. He wants somebody else to enjoy it. But this woman of God enjoys the word, enjoys studying the word. But not only that, she lives the word of God. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying it because I know this. I know I set up on her. I know this personally. No, 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 no. Some of her children personally. No, no. Look, matter of fact, I I grew up on the same street. She was um, I don't know if she know that or not, but I grew up on the same street. South is yes, in Pontiac. So God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. My God, didn't that our hearts burn within? Listen, I want you to call tonight, every Monday night, but tonight is Monday, six thirty p.m. nine seven one two two four. Six five nine six, and then you want you to punch in the code three nine eight eight zero three. I hope to see you there. I hope to hear you there, baby. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen.